Well, I'm back from that, uh, back from that retreat. What the fuck, man? What? I've been sitting here for three weeks waiting to record! And you just fucking left! Well, the X wants to smell. What the hell, man? Sorry. Just... I got everything ready. The recording's been going on for over three weeks. Now I have like three weeks of just me waiting here impatiently talking to myself. Like, if you're gonna leave, man, tell me. Did you, did you... I'm dedicated to this show, but apparently you're not. 100 episodes and you just think, oh, oh yeah, I don't have to be here. I can fucking go and do whatever I want. Fuck you. You know what? I'm hosting this show now. Lane, you know we're no longer allowed to, you know, drop the F-bomb. Ah, for... Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the show where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I'm your new host, Ultra Pinkcaster Lame. Since someone, apparently, doesn't care about doing this show anymore, on time. When has the show ever been on time? Sometimes it has been. Oh, yeah, that's true. And uh, I guess I'm your co-host, uh, Ultra Yellowcaster Gar. It's okay, after I'll, I'll give you back the hosting rights. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yes, uh, we are back once again. We're back, hi. <laughs> for, with more Ultra Ranger, or more Ultraman. Gar, Gar needed to find himself, so he took some time. Uh, he, he was looking after his own father, Voltra. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just briefly, I'll, I'll briefly just talk about it. So, um... Yeah, after episode 100, uh, I had to go back to Dunville for, like, half the month to, uh, like, roughly half a month. It was, like, almost two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I had to head back because a few of my family members, like my aunts and my grandma, uh, they went to Costa Rica, I think. Whoa. I don't know why, just because, and, uh, you know, someone had to take care of my grandpa, so, hey, who doesn't have a job and needs money? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. It was me. Uh, it was a fun week. It was a good little retreat, I want to call it. You know, didn't watch any tokusatsu while I was there. No, because that's your rule. You never watch toku when you're at home. Yeah. It's like my rehabilitation. Your rehabilitation. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tokusatsu in my wing. Uh, but when I did get back, I did. Uh, might as well talk about it now. I finished Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. You did. I marathoned all of it in one day. Yeah, like that. Like me and Cell, uh, we decided to like marathon like the first six original Star Trek movies. So we did, and like guards, like yeah. Well, at the same time, I'm going to be watching Mega Ranger, so I'll probably be able to finish it in eight hours. We're still on the sixth movie, like the middle of it, and guard just walks out. I did it, and I'm like, oh my god, he beat us. I did it. <laughs> Well, because I finally figured out, like, um, with a VLC, you can actually have the episodes... Just, like... Yeah, like, back-to-back. -back. Oh, my God, that's awesome. So, it's, like, if you, like, put them all together, right-click, and it says, hit playlist, it'll start from beginning to end. Oh, so we can do that with our Gridman episodes now. Yeah. Let's go... Boop, boop. Yeah. Nice. 
Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Ultraman episode 24, Ultraman Tiga episode 24, and good thing I was gone for a bit because more episodes of Tiga got subbed. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're getting a little cranky. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, he got, here's like a three episode batch. And they're like, here's the first 13 episodes. Some of them are fixed. And here's episode 14. Hopefully episodes 15 through 17 get subbed soon. Because we're getting close to the show's ending. Yeah, because remember, the show only runs for like 24 episodes this year. I feel like we're getting into real serious territory with this show now. Usually by by the like 17s, we're like... Endgame. Endgame. Everything happens. <laughs> not, uh, not Avengers Endgame out on Blu-ray now. Oh, damn it. Yeah, Cars to Steelbook out of the 4K. I still have the 4K. Oh, it's 4K in the Steelbook? Yes. Hey, there you go. I saw that in Best Buy. I went to Best Buy and I saw the Steelbook and I was like, whoa. It's go big or go home. Yeah, that's true. Especially with Avengers. Oh, is there an after credit scene? It's called Endgame. Me, I've been busy with work just because uh, my boss went away for a few weeks to like go tend to her mother back home. So she was kind of doing what I was doing, except she went to a completely different country. So she asked me if I could help out as a manager for a bit, which I said no problem to. Did you at least get manager's pay? I did get paid as a manager for it. She even, like, checked with me when she came in yesterday. She's like, Lane, you signed in as a manager when you needed to, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, good. I was like, yeah. Um, And, yeah, so I've just been working. I finished a lot of Star Trek and uh, playing some games, and I found... I found my Marvel Legends Giant Man figure because my EB Games lied to me and said it was coming out in December, well, but it came out like last week. It's not that they lied to you; it's just they got the street date wrong. Hasbro kind of has random street dates. Like apparently, the fourth wave of Lightning Collection figures aren't coming out until freaking uh, the fall. But of it's 2020. funny. They announced the third wave. People have already been finding them. And you want to know the funniest part? Someone brought that up to them at that convention. They're like. Oh, that was not meant to happen. Yeah, I think these stores are really failing to understand. <laughs> like, Some... just because something gets announced doesn't mean you release it onto your shelves right away. There, there are street dates. It's the control flow. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, why are there street dates? It's like, so date, so the company knows what's selling and what's not at the certain time. Yeah, like my, my Supreme Leader Kylo Ren figure, I found that a month before it was actually supposed to be out. Because Walmart's dumb like that sometimes. They see Star Wars figures and they go, oh, these need to go out. So, uh, what else was there? Uh, we've got our Ultraman on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Might as well get into that. Uh, first new story, we got our Ultraman. Protector of the Universe. Yeah. Our uh, Ultraman Blu-ray steelbook. We were going to get Ultra Q, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out uh, my payment didn't go through for some reason. Oh, well. Uh, we got what matters. <laughs> Truly, ouch! I mean, please, but, but, we're not called we're not called Ultra Ranger because we're, we're we're the Ultra Q podcast. Then we should. I think we should talk about how many episodes of Ultra Q are there. Twenty eight. Huh? We could dummy that. We could dummy that. Next. It's, it's a yeah, fucking you know, Twilight Zone of Ultraman. You know what? Screw it. Fifty five year of Ultra er, of Ultraman in the twenty twenty one. We'll save it for then. There you go. We'll talk about Ultra Q. Yeah, we'll save that for like the season four. Uh. Like, the second half of season four. There you go. Sweet. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a job. Yeah. 
After five months, I uh, got myself a new job. And at a theater, no less. Yeah, doing the same thing, just for a different hat. Yeah, but you got at least you got hired on the spot, so that's good. That was a bit shocking, yeah. The guy knew about uh, the Humber. Oh, that's good. Like, he knew about it. He, he asked me a few questions about, like, how... Like, oh, what did I think of it there? And it's like, did... Like, um... Uh, what were some things that you liked about it? Um, was there some? Was there something that you didn't like? And like, I gave valid responses, and uh, I was expecting him to say, "Okay, we'll hear back from you." All right, we'll keep in touch. He's like, "All right, let me go get the papers, and uh, yeah, I want to bring you on." That's awesome. And in my head, I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Now I know you told me that. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, also, the new trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine dropped, and. Uh, I got so excited because, like, after that, it meant tickets were available. So I immediately pre-ordered uh, tickets for me and Gar. Could you really call that pre-ordering? Well, yeah. So I pre-purchased tickets to to Episode Nine VIP Thursday, December nineteenth at nine forty-five p.m. Does that mean we don't have to move the Cast Ranger schedule? No, we don't. Oh, that's what I even told Ichi. I went up to him and I was like. I, I booked tickets for Thursday night so we don't have to miss Cash Ranger Friday. He looks up at me. He's like, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. Yeah, because I remember when we did Force Awakens and he was... And Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, but he was editing the episode of uh, Force Awakens and he's... Uh, or like when we went to go see Force Awakens and he asked me, he's like, he's like, what should the title of this episode be? And I'm like, fuck Star Wars. Yeah, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> and that's actually the title. Yeah, Which we have to change now. So we have over a thousand subs. Yeah, uh, we're monetizing now. It's weird. We're like almost ten minutes into this, and we still haven't gotten to our long, long news stories. Yeah, I, I was gone been, for a week. Yeah, there's a life update. So life they, updates. They, things are good right now. So. Th- things are looking up. Uh, I knew they would. Things are finally looking up around the holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so. I'm. I'm probably gonna be buying Jeet on Blu-ray because I need to support my boy. Well, if anything, we'll go halvesies on it and just like all the Ultraman Blu-rays, we'll just go halvesies on it. That way we have it. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It does make sense. You're right. Just want to cheat myself. <laughs> Damn it, Gar, I just wanted fucking Ultraman. <laughs> I just want fucking Ultraman Jeet. My figure of Jeet came in uh, also, but I haven't picked it up yet because... I don't have money right now, so. <laughs> or at least figure out money. Next story. Uh, next news story. Uh, Conan O'Brien met up with... Hideo Kojima. Right. So, yeah. So, this was interesting. Uh, so, he was talking on his TV show, that, like, on his show, talk show, that, like, he went to go visit uh, Kojima about uh, Death Stranding, and he wanted to learn about it and stuff. So, like, I guess we go into Kojima's office, and we just see he has, like, a vast of things, because... You know, Kojima's like a nerd. Kojima's He's like a hardcore nerd. And of course, what's the biggest thing he has in his collection? Fucking Ultraman. Well, I was going to say a TIE Fighter, but yeah, Ultraman. He's got Godzilla there, too. And like, he's always got Mario Amiibo. He's got Tiny Mario. Like, Kojima's shelf is fascinating, but yeah, he loves Tokusatsu. He has Pacific Rim stuff. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Tron Bike. Well, of course he would have Pacific Rim stuff because he's fucking working with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... So, he has Ultraman stuff. So, you see he has a big f- figure of Ultraman, Ultra 7, and then uh, Conan 
happens to find his beta capsule replica. Yeah, so Kojima has the ultra replica beta capsule that came out in, I want to say 2013 for the 50th anniversary. It started the whole ultra replica line. Yeah. Conan O'Brien, being an American... And being Conan O'Brien, calls it Ultraman's Vibrator. He calls it a vibrator. And he actually says, like, Ultraman's Vibrator. And it was... I don't know why, like, other than us saying it, it's weird hearing, like, someone someone like Conan O'Brien say Ultraman. I'm just like, ugh. So that threw me off. It's also weird because, like, after doing 100 episodes of this show, I'm used... Like, I swear I went from calling him Ultraman to Ultraman. 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 Uh, oh, he's got a snow speeder there too. That's cool. I mean, he's a huge he's like nerd, nerd, nerd. Oh, yellow submarine. <laughs> uh, cool is he actually put Kojima actually put Conan O'Brien in the game, so you made him like an advertisement. Oh my yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that was interesting. And then Conan actually tries to steal it because <laughs> you hear like you hear like a wee, 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 oh yeah. Wee. Later on, he has it in his pocket. Yeah, and it's like wee, 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 wee. he's like I just play the club. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Even after he caught me stealing Ultraman's vibrator, Hideo was still nice enough to put me in his game. <laughs> it's not a vibrator, Conan. Now, now if I ever become popular enough, I end up on talk shows. <laughs> I want to dress up as a member of the Science Patrol. And see if Conan O'Brien gets it. No, and pull out the beta capsule and teach him, what is this? No, 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 no. You go full hand with this joke because he won't remember it for years, and then that'll start remembering you like... So, Conan, I want to give you a gift for bringing me on the show. I wanted to give you your own Ultraman vibrator. And he'll be like, ha you saw that. <laughs> He'd find that funny. Um, so, yeah, so cool for Conan O'Brien. Interesting Ultraman. Okay. It's so weird. But, yeah, I found that. I was like, Gar? I also saw it. And I'm like, what? So, anyways. Uh, uh, so, a streaming service called movie spree is a uh, will be streaming ultraman ultra q thanks to milk thanks to a uh, cooperation with milk creek uh our steelbook actually came with a digital code so that we can get these but if you don't have the uh, digital code they are both available for two dollars but or sorry singular episodes uh, are two dollars okay. like what uh Fuck, we doing buying the Blu-rays? <laughs> but uh, with the complete series for each of them being available for thirty dollars each, so you'd still have to buy it mm-hmm. to like to stream it. Yeah. So I think it's just easier to buy the steel, like buy the buy the Blu-ray, then uh, stream it. Think of it. <laughs> you can get it for thirty dollars, or you can get the old Shout Factory DVD. For sixty dollars. <gasps> oh my god. Ermagur. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and uh, speaking of Blu-rays and such, uh, we got more information on the Ultra Q 4K, in which uh, there are some comparison shots. Godzilla. Oh no, that's Gomez. Oh. That's clearly Godzilla. But it's you remember Gomez, right? Yeah. That's the first suit for Gomez. They took a Godzilla suit? Yeah, he's got... He has Godzilla's head. Oh. From, uh... 64. Uh, oh, yeah! You know what it is, because that's one of my favorite Godzilla designs. Mm-hmm. 64 design. Which, I'm sure, they, made I'm a, sure. 
They made a bunch of starts of that. I'm a bit shocked they haven't made the figuarts of Gomez yet. Being the first kaiju of, you know, the Ultra series. I don't think they could, though, because it's Godzilla's head. Bandai still owns monster arts. It's true, but they need to get Super Eyes permission to get it. Because they are using... Yeah, there he is. Ah! But, but yeah, um... Oh my god. So, full HD, that is the Blu-ray. So you have the DVD. You have the Blu-ray remaster. Wow, who's going to watch the DVD? The screen's so small. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Okay. Uh, and then you have the 4K. It is astonishing just how crisp it is. The 4K, in which there's here's I about, mean as crisp as it can. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on, this is HD. That's 4K. Whoa! You can, like th- this? You can tell more. Yeah. Uh, with the woman with the camera. Like, it's more grainy on the HD, and then the 4K, it's more crisp. Okay. So, I think this is as, like, good as... Because, remember, 4K is currently, like, the highest we can go for uh, for quality in 2019. So, it's just... This is probably the highest, like... What the fuck? This is probably the most highest quality photos... Or, like... It's gonna be the highest quality version of Ultra Q ever. I'm excited to see if we ever, uh, if we ever, when we ever get around to talking about Ultra Q. It's just I feel like the, a lot of these episodes are gonna be really trippy, like they're really gonna fuck with my head. Yeah, and uh, again, 24 episodes. Um, I'm excited for Ultra Q. Like, uh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, well, the thing that started it all, and then just they're like, "Hey, why don't we take those things from Ultra Q and make it with a hero?" It's the kind of hero. Like, like, some things I understand is, like, the show was doing well, but then, like, the giant monster episodes were what were selling it. Yeah. So they kind of made a new show. Or TBS won another show. Mm-hmm. It's a long, convoluted production history. And our last uh, DVD movie-ish uh, talk is... Apparently, SSS Gridman's getting a DVD Blu-ray release. Oh, cool. Over here in the West, in which I I didn't realize it didn't have one yet. Like, you... I might might actually pick this up myself. Like, you expect Funimation, you know, to have the dub rights. They're just going to release it. But no. And so, uh... Yeah. So, either you can get the DVD with Gridman on it, or you can get the Blu-ray without Gridman on it. Huh. Uh, okay, that's kind of ironic. Comes out January 28th, 2020. On your birthday. It comes out on my fucking birthday. Well, happy birthday, Gar. You can get me. You guess this is coming on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get myself this. Uh, no, you're getting me it on your birthday. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Well, I'd like to own this because eventually if they ever release Gridman on Blu-ray, I will want to buy Gridman on Blu-ray. They do intend on making, or they do intend on it. Good. I'll buy it. Because someone brought it up be like, what about Gridman? It's like, uh, we're, we can't say anything right now. And it's like, ooh. Ooh. Uh, they, they honestly, I think whenever someone asks, oh, would this be happening? Then they should say yes because then it'll just cause more excitement. You can't really say anything because, you know, 
Everything steps up. Hey, are we, are we allowed to? Can we? Yeah? Okay, cool. Yes, we are really uh, making Gridman on Blu-ray. Yeah, cool. Ooh, there's Thunder Gridman right there. Ooh, Thunder Gridman. Alright, on to the more bizarre news. Um, so, in December, like around the end of this year, it'll mark Ultraman Zero and Belial's 10-year anniversary. Okay. So there's some there's some cute little merch for them. Oh. Like buttons, I think these oh, are. Oh, it's the Zero Force. Yeah. What are these? Oh, they're badges. Yeah, badges. And there's Belial. Yeah. Uh, My boy. Box set is included to be 3,168 yen. But yeah, you got Zero, Mirror Knight, Glenn Fire. Uh, Jean Bot, Jean Nine, and Ultraman Belial. Because you know he's the unofficial member of <laughs> Shining Force Zero, <laughs> or Ultra Ultimate Force Zero. Ultimate Force Zero. Yeah. yeah and oh, then, and then we got little standees. And you got little standees that you've seen like a kid's book. Look at Zero, so serious. Yeah. In which uh, these will be five thousand two hundred and eighty yen. A wallet. Which... Oh, that's cute. We just have, like, a little mini... And a phone case. And a phone case. Cool. Oh, and... What is this? Chara ring. What's a Chara ring? No clue. Maybe it's, like, a beer can opener. No idea. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like a beer beer opener. That's what it looks like. You know, you know I'm looking it up. What, what is a Chara ring? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? These rings are designed to be easily operated with one hand and are capable of mounting and sticking to iPhones, smartphones, and tablets. If you fold the ring, it can be stored in a pocket or bag as well as if the piece of plate could be used for almost all smartphones and tablets. So I think it's just like a... a oh, it's like a... It's, it's kind of like a stand for your phone. Thanks, Ultraman Zero, for holding up my porn. Oh. <laughs> Ultraman porn? Ultra porn? It's probably Ultraman porn out there. Oh, with our thumbnail... Anyways, that's cool. Sure. But you know what's cooler? Hmm? How about an art piece featuring Ultraman Titus with the fellow U-40 Ultraman? Oh, there's two other U-40 Ultraman? Yep. Oh. So we have... Uh, so the person who illustrated this was Kazuhiro Ochi, in which he's most famous for doing Mazinger Z, um, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon S, the movie. Uh, he was also in. Uh, he was also a part of the uh, Transformers movie from 1986. Oh, yeah. cool. He was in the art department. Oh, look at the kaiju there. He's like, oh, pick one's in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have Ultraman Jonius Ultra, with Ultraman Titus, and on the left you have Alec, which I think it's supposed to be like Eric. And then Loto, I think it is. Yeah, Loto. Okay. Loto and Eric. Loto and Alec. Nice. And then, like, other randoms. Oh, hi, Raven. Oh, hi. It's Redcaster. Uh, again. Again. In Jesus the... Christ. You sure like our news, don't you? Apparently. Oh. <laughs> it's not even what I'm here for. But... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, no, he's here to steal things. See, so we steal our wood stuff. Our wood. 
Anyways, we're just gonna keep going. With look this. at my look at my swole boy with his mentors. Well, not really mentors, but like. No, he looks up to Jonius. His predecessors? No, but he looks up to Jonius. He says like every he, every time he mentions Jonius, he's like, "Oh, he's so cool." He looks up to him. Mm-hmm. He does look different from the others. Well, remember that's the thing. Like his his origins were like he's he's from like an evil. He's a bastard child of the villains. Yeah. Just not from the main villain. No. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ochi also did a uh, giant illustration for the 40th anniversary, I want to say. Oh, and these prints cost fucking like $170. Oh, how about no? Well, now I'm just wondering, who's this female Ultraman? Oh, and they're going to be uh, autographed by the creators. Yep. There you go. Okay, well that's worth it then if it gets autographed. He's like nervously moving things, trying to not interrupt our recording. That's but that, that's our ultra raven. But <laughs> <laughs> episode one one's going off to a great start. Oh yeah, been been off doing other things for the last three weeks. Coming back and this is it. We're already almost twenty five minutes in. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> Alrighty. Hey, Lane, do you want Ultraman watch? A swatch. A swatch. What? <laughs> Done by Seiko? Well, yeah, Seiko does really good watches. I'm more questioning, why is it, like, all the other times are uh, normal, but 7 and 8 have stars on them? I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe it that's, has to have a meaning. Maybe that's when it was on television? Probably. Oh! In addition, the stars at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock reflecting the image of the M78 Nebula are also shining. Oh! It's M78. That's clever. <laughs> that's that's actually uh, maybe I should read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, read the articles ahead of time. That generally helps. <laughs> I just look through it. I just look at the pictures. And you're like, ooh. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, so it comes in a nice box and it has Ultraman's chest logo on it. Doesn't come with a co- oh he's he's even on the back of the watch doing his rising pose. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be a whopping 36,300 yen, so it's like almost $400 for a watch, and there's only going to be 780 of these watches made. Get it? Oh, I get it. M78 yeah. And it comes out in March of 2020, and pre-orders are only available until November 10. Whoa. Oh. I know the Seiko watch brand because a character in a movie or something I watched had like a Seiko digital watch. I'm just trying to remember. Seiko does sound familiar. Oh, you know what? It was I think it was James Bond. He had a he had a Seiko brand. Yeah, watch. I remember. I remember uh, when I was on the train once on my way to uh, Dunville. Uh, there was a like a giant like billboard of like like a like a Seiko watch with James Bond having one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's the watch he had in one of his movies. It was Seiko brand. Cool. Yeah. You know what I'd rather spend $400 on? What? How about the Ultra Replica of the Ultra Badge and King Bracelet from Ultraman Taro? Okay. I don't even know what those are, guy. Well, the Ultra Badge is the yellow thing called the Ultra Badge, is his transformation device. Ooh. And the King Bracelet, like, you know how there's the Let's from a Taiga? 
Yeah, that's what they're based on. Oh. Because he used to, su- he used oh, to summon things. The, the photon earth thing is based off of that. Yeah. It looks like the Ultra Badge. And that's what the... the oh, I get it. That's clever. Because like the, the three charms look like oh, that. It, oh, it does. Yeah, and then the Photon Earth thing looks like that. That's clever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, these things are tiny. And according to the King Bracelet, it will be 195 millimeters wide? No. Yeah, it's just... No, it's 65 millimeters wide, but it can extend out to be 195, so it can, like, actually go around someone's wrist. I hope so. No, it's going to be like Kamen Rider belts where no Is one can... Is that what he uses to, like, both uses them to transform into Taro? No, uh, so this is a... So the badge he he uses to transform, uh, the bracelet he uses in battle when he summons things. Like, there's one that's very famous, is that... He uses the bracelet to summon himself a pail of water to take out a fire breathing Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember he's talking about that before. Cool. Look good. And they both come with stands. Yeah. Uh, the Ultra Badge and King Bracelet are a premium Bandai set and will cost 6,820 yen and will also come out. In March of 2020, with pre-orders ending on the 29th of November. So that's going to be like uh, less than 100 bucks. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, just like they're not going to make it a retail thing. It's just hey, for the hardcore fans, if you want something like this. Though, if I want Taro with anything, I want it with the Spark Doll, <laughs> or I want it with the King Spark. <laughs> Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It looks very good. It's just an interesting transformation device. Uh, pre-orders are already available. Okay. So we got more information on the Ultraman Tiga uh, figure eyes uh, thing. And apparently this is a part of a project called Ultraman Suit Project. So I have a feeling Tiga's the first. Oh, so they're just gonna do like suits of like every Ultraman yeah. as like if they're in the manga. Yeah. That's actually cool. I would actually be very interested to see how they all look. So I'm guessing Dino would be next. Or well, we know Evil Tiga's happening because it's just a repaint. Mm-hmm. But I can totally see Dino being next. Yes, and it also says the first entry in the Ultraman suit project. Oh, and he has a light-up uh, color timer. Yeah, he has an LED light inside of him. That's cool. No, uh, that's really good. Yeah, it comes with a blade weapon. That's cool. I don't remember T ever having a blade weapon. Well, it's, well remember, these, these are designed to be like, if someone actually wore it as a suit, so they can't really do spacing rays, just be like, not my elbow popping. Whoa. <laughs> or my freaking uh, shoulder popping. <laughs> it would be a light blade. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I felt good. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. So uh, it's gonna be fifty-two eighty yen. So it's like sixty seventy dollars. Yeah, it comes out February. February of twenty twenty, and I'm guessing since it doesn't say it's a retail release, because there's no mention of it being a uh, exclusive to anything except for Bandai Hobby. Neat. But isn't that where they always post their stuff? Yeah, pretty much. 
That's cool. It looks good. Like, our fo- uh, the first photo that we saw of it, it was like, eh, it looks alright. But I think it was because, like, the eyes weren't lit up. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked dead inside. But this makes it look, like, really good. Yeah. I would, um, like, I would like to have this. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, if they did, like, Belial and Jeed. Cosmos. Cosmos. Zero. Oh, yeah. Zero would look fucking dope. Zero one. Zero one. Zero one. Alrighty. We're getting into our last two news stories. So, uh, Jeed Darkness already had a release date, but now we got a release date for SH Figuarts Ultran X Darkness. In which he looks pretty good. Damn. Though, I just, again, I have the figure arts of X. And the cyber armor is kind of eh. Because it really, like, the shoulders really hindered the articulation. Yeah. Like, a lot. You'll be lucky if you can get him in a pose like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be lucky if you can actually pose him, like, uh, this will be in the center stage. Or in the center of the screen. Just that pose there. So uh, it'll be so the set will be coming with a Gomer armor set. Will go for seven thousand seven hundred yen. Mm-hmm. and will be coming out uh, April twenty twenty as a premium Bandai item. And our last news story is uh, so the Tamashii Nations twenty nineteen event occurred this uh, previous weekend. Yep. And we talked about some rider stuff uh, on extra extra. So, you know, as the Ultra Ranger podcast, we might as well talk about the Ultra Ranger podcast. As the Ultraman podcast, we might as well talk about the Ultraman reveals. Might as well start with Taiga stuff. So, uh, yeah, they they revealed uh, Ultraman Taiga Sturium form, I think it's called. Tristerium. Yeah, Tristerium. Which is bizarre because they didn't show off Photon Earth. Uh, They'll make it. They'll probably make it. Uh, yeah, he looks good. Like yeah. Right on the horns. I especially like the blue on him. It looks good. And he's got a giant ass fucking sword. He's got a, he's got a flaming sword. Oh, that's a detail on that. How freaking cool is that? He's got a freaking sword. Uh, we also got introduced to my fucking boy, swole ass boy. Yeah. Ult- oh yeah. Ultran Titus was also on display. With Ultraman Jonius. Yeah, so they're going to make a figure out of Jonius. Which the Jonius figure art looks really good. I'm probably going to pick up Titus, though, for sure. No Fuma. Not for, yet. For some bizarre reason. Not yet. Well, isn't it, like, maybe maybe it's, like, Jonius's anniversary or something. Yeah, this year marks his 40th anniversary. That, that'd be why, then. But, uh, once again, much like with the ton of Kamen Rider uh, reveals... Most of these don't have release dates, mm. but judging that every other release from the Ultraman Figuarts line have gotten a release, there is no doubt in my mind that these will be coming out next year. Yeah. Like, they will come out because Ultraman is very limited. <laughs> oh, man, the test looks so good. He's People were saying he's not swollen enough. And yes, he is. He look, I can see muscles on him. Like he looks fine. He's very big, and which means he's going to be a very hefty figure. Jonius, I like. Uh, his design, like it's weird. It's so s- simple, but I love it. Like I kind of want to get the Ultra Act 
and then get this just to see the difference. Uh, we also got a uh, preview of Ultra Woman Grigio. Yeah, Grigio. So he's getting a figure. Also, he's finally going to get a figure art sometime next year. Yay. And uh, Trigir's also getting a figure art. He looks really good. Which, that, like, that's what I'm questioning. It's like, wait, so you're showing off, like, I, I obviously knew Trigir was going to happen. Because who wouldn't want a Trigir figure art? And it's like, you see, like, they actually had photos of Trigir, like, behind-the-scenes-wise of, like, how are we actually going to make him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks good. Definitely in the prototype stage, but he definitely looks good. And then, Gar fucking called it. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this, and I was like, oh, man, it'd be so fucking great. And... If we got a Zero Darkness figure, and Gar was like, Thomas Nations will get it. Yeah, they're going to show it off. And there it is! So, this is the Ultimate Zero figure I'll be getting, because it's just Belial possessing Zero's body. Yep, is Yep, SH Figuarts Ultraman Zero Darkness got revealed, alongside uh, Orb Darkness. Mm. Which is just, it's the Dark Orb Figuart. Just repaint it with just, some red on <laughs> No, just repaint it with some blue on him. Yeah. Even comes with an orb caliber, which I don't think is that much different. No, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's the same sword. <laughs> you can give up. Alright, you go give him. Oh. Pop. Uh, we also got the leader of the League of Darkness, uh, Ultra Dark Killer. He looks fucking awesome. He looks yeah. like... He looks like... Zero. He looks like an evil Taro. He looks like evil. Like he looks like um. He looks like Belial, atrocious, Taro, and like someone else had like a baby. <laughs> and someone else, the sperm, uh, the the freaking donor. <laughs> yeah, the donor. The donor. Uh, sort of dark figure, so nice. And then we also just this made me happy. We are going to get an Ultraman Ace figure. We are getting Ace. Oh. Where's Jack, though? We got Jack. Do we? Yep. Oh. They, they, they did... They did a Ultraman, Zafi, Seven, uh, Jack, then Taro. Because this year is kind of like Taro's big thing, because Taiga. So it's like, you guys just skipped over Ace, and it's like, oh, no. Here's Ace. Here's Ace. We, we, we do have an Ace. Oh, on. Fuck off. <laughs> We do have an ace. He is happening. And uh, we also got two more kaijus. One of them being alien Hipporit. Hipporit? Hipporit? Hipporit. That is a weird looking kaiju. Yeah. But this leads into my theory of who the next Ultra Bean is. And I have a feeling it will be father of Ultra. Because Hipporit's uh, first episode also was father of Ultra's episode. So I have a feeling he may be next. And uh, lastly, we have another kaiju, which is Tyrant, hmm. who is a mix of several kaijus. Oh my god. One of them being Bemstar, so I can totally see him making Bemstar in the future. But yeah, uh, none of these figures have release dates or prices, so. No, they're just showing off. They all look good. Yeah, I, I'm most definitely excited for Titus and Zero Darkness. So hopefully those get released. 
I'm excited for Ace, Jonius, and probably Zero Darkness. Well, that is the news. Only took us 40 minutes to get through. Oh, that's fine. It's like another day at Ultra Ranger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. I'm joking. Uh, Let's get into some Ultraman. Yeah, Ultraman. Shrap. Episode 24, the Undersea Science Center. So, now that we have Ultraman officially on Blu-ray, we can watch it officially. Go buy the official Ultraman Blu-ray. You can order off Amazon. Hell, people apparently have been going to Best Buys and finding copies of Ultraman Ultra Q in Best Buy. So, that's cool that you can just walk into a store and you'll see it there. Sad Sunrise Records isn't a thing anymore. Oh, yeah. They, I'd like they, to grab it from there because the location I used to go to in, my, in the mall near my work, it closed down. Oh, no. The entire program shut down. Yeah. That sucks. It's no one, no one cares about buying physical stuff anymore. Yeah. Well, that's their problem. That is their problem. <laughs> so, this episode features this undersea science center as the title has told us. Yeah, and uh, this was the debut of the Abyssal Monster, Gubula. Yeah, Gubula was in Gubula, the, the, the narwhal monster. Yeah, the narwhal. He was, in, he was in Saga. He was in Rube. He was in episode Orb. Yep. He was in a lot of things recently. Yeah, I just remember he uh, he fought in Saga and Cosmos had to calm him the fuck down. It's like, no, you stop it. Bad, bad boy. And then Orb, they question, it's like, how is he out in the middle of land? Doesn't this thing live in the sea? So, this is an interesting episode, because it was mostly, it was pretty much underwater, like, the whole time. Um, so, like, they're off to, like, go to this underwater base, whatever, like, science center, to, like, look up, like, research about something. I can't remember what it was. Science. But, But with the, but it was, like... It was Cap, um, Fuji, Hoshino, and then this little girl that they were escorting with them, uh, Jenny. She like won a contest or a pageant or something, and she got to go along on the journey. She was and a two hundred, two hundred entry, I think. Yeah, or something like that. So it's like this little white girl. Her name's Jenny, and yep. she is a terrifying monster. <laughs> like Gubula is not the monster of this episode. It's fucking Jenny. Because, like, she has this camera with her. And you know what? Like, for the sake of the episode, like, we need to show these images because, like... Oh, oh. If, they, if we experienced it, you fuckers are going to experience oh, it, Oh, oh, they're, they're in the episode wallpaper. Okay. So, she's taking pictures, like, while they're in the sub and, like, the, the, the science patrol sub. And she's taking pictures and she sees, like, fish and stuff and she just... Makes this face where she's like, <gasps> and like her mouth just stretches out so fucking far. Like, the only comparison I can make to it is like, and I'll look this up, is like, Gar, have you ever seen The Mummy? Which one? Uh, the 1999 Mummy. With, uh, Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, hang on. Oh, oh, you mean like when he opens his mouth, like. Yeah, when he's like summoning the sand, he's like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Like, oh my god, so fucking creepy when he does it. I'm just picturing little rascals. Because <laughs> um, they're all little kids as well. Yeah. So, Jenny, like, makes this face, like, twice. And I'm just like, it terrified me both fucking times. And so, like, they end up going to this uh, center, and then Fuji, like, goes back to, uh, like, leaves them, because she was there to escort them, I guess. Yeah. And so, as she's leaving... She actually she accidentally broke a pipe. Yeah, she broke the pipeline that was, like, helping connect oxygen and stuff to the science center, and, like, broke it, and now they're cut off. Dumb bitch. And they're, like, thousands of, like, feet underwater. Where they can't even go outside and swim. Because, like, the pressure will kill them. Then you question how Fuji's able to do it later. Uh, eh, she's wearing like a really skin tight like scuba outfit. Um, so like Jenny's scared, uh, shitless, whatever, like that. So like, she's like upset. She's crying. So like Hoshino goes over to her and tries to like cheer up. So he starts making fucking faces with like stretching out his face. So it was like, even when like the Joker was doing it in the movie, like when he was like prepping his smile. That was creepy, but nothing compares to fucking what Hoshino, the faces he was making. It was terrifying. You were very terrified of these faces that these kids were making. Yeah, no. This is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in Ultraman. Like, period. Was Ultraman even in this episode? Very, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was um, there, right? And what's interesting is, too, is we, we've loaded up the episode and we thought the quality wasn't that good because we're watching it and, like, I thought this was the Blu-ray quality, so, like, why does it look so bad? But then Gar put on a digital version of the episode that we had already downloaded. Yeah, so, um, before this set came out, uh, last year, a fan subgroup took the subs from the original DVD, uh, release, and put them with the Blu-ray quality rips from the, uh, from the Blue, from Japan, from the Japanese release. I looked up this episode, and, yeah, it's just... It's just this episode that does not look good. Yeah, so thank goodness. Oh. We were we were worried that we wasted our money or Gar wasted his money. What happened to the quality? The quality just dropped like like it's not like oh like it doesn't look that but no like the quality in this episode just dropped. Yeah. To the point where there are things really fuzzy on screen. Um, so also with Cap and Hoshino is this, like, professor who, like, he runs the, the uh, building. Professor Yoshi, Yoshimura. Yeah. And so he, uh, he's just, like, he's not being helpful at all. He's just, he's upset. He's angry. He wants to get the fuck out of there. He doesn't want to die trapped in an underwater building. He starts smoking. So, yeah, he starts smoking a cigar and Cap's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, we need to conserve our oxygen. You're wasting it right now. And he's like... And you can tell on his look on his face that, like, he's pissed off he can't smoke. He's like, is there anywhere safe in this fucking building? Oh, yeah. Uh, just turn the fob right there. So then he, like, he goes to, like, turn off, turn on something? Or, like... No, no, no. He, he went to try and get out. Yeah, he tried to get out, and Cap's just like, fuck, dude, you trying to get us all killed. He's like, I'm not trying to be here. And so then Jenny, she's starting to pass out because lack of oxygen. So, like, Cap brings over, like, a... Uh, oxygen tank and he's like wait we fucking had those and he's like yeah but there's a reason why I wasn't telling you about them until like now um so like he helps her with that and like it's cool that like Cap's actually looking out for her mm -hmm. cause like you know it's a little girl so like he can't 
Oh yeah, it's a kid children under your first. control. Yeah. Yeah. Save the children. I'll be in common rider in five years. <laughs> we touch about a Tobey. Yeah, like if we touch about a Tobey. Um so then Meanwhile, like Haita, Ide, and uh, Arashi, they're all trying to like figure out like a way to rescue them from the center. So then uh, Ide built something, as as an Ide do. It was like some sort of like. I'm not. They never described what it was. It's just put it on the put it on the science center. And it'll like, like like lock it in. It'll help them get out. Maybe. Well, because they they bring. Oh, I think I know what it was. Mm. It was probably like a transport thing, so that like, um, yeah, that's what it was. So Fuji put it on Science Center. She turned the knobs so that it can make a hole, and then uh, Ide, Ide in his submarine, it comes down, lands on lands where the hole is, so that they can go through into the ship and leave. Yeah, because they were in another sub called the Tortoise. It was like, it was a little, it was like, it honestly, it looked like, it looked like a vehicle from F-Zero. Kind of. It reminded me of that. Um, so, like, Fuji almost fucking, like, dies, and, like, Ide, you can tell, like, Ide, like, uh, he's about to, like, open the hatch to go rescue her, but Fuji's like, no, 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 just go, 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 like, you won't get a chance again. And you can just tell Ide, like, does not want to fucking leave her there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell, like, for the swimming scenes that they just, like, filmed it in a pool. Yeah. It's just like, that's, that's what you do. When you film underwater scenes like that, like, you just, you film it in a pool. Because, like, that's where you actually do space training, scuba training, you do it do it in a pool. Because, like, uh, when you're doing space training, uh, underwater makes you feel like you're in space. Because, like, there's no gravity. Yeah, so astronauts train underwater. I'd get that feeling. Um, so then we get Gubula. He shows up. He's trying to, like, fuck them up. And so, um... For three quarters of this episode, he's just a model. Yeah. He's just a model swimming. And, like, uh, what's interesting is they, like, distract him with, like, torpedoes and stuff like that to, like, lure him away from the science center so he doesn't destroy it. Yeah, because Arashi and Hyatt are, are in the, uh, S-45... S-45 or S-54? Something like that. Uh, submarine from the science... From the science patrol. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fighting off Gubula while Fuji and Ide try and save Cap and Hoshino and Jenny. Mm-hmm. And Jenny. And Jenny. Jenny. Janet. I was just thinking that as well. Just, man, Jenny's probably wishing Forrest was with her right now. Um, and yeah, so then Hyatt just transforms an Ultraman out of fucking nowhere. No, I'm just picturing Forrest Gump as an Ultraman. And he, like, causes Gubula to, like, drill up onto the surface, which... I think that was a, the dumbest fucking idea he ever had. This he knows Ultraman. he doesn't have an advantage on, on, on land, because that's Ultraman's territory. Kaiser's just stupid. So Ultraman follows him, and, like, you know, he throws him into a building, which... Probably dick, killed people. Dick, dick move, bro. You didn't have to do that. He did it twice. And so he just, yeah, he chops his horn off, sends him into a wall, and then uses a space steam ray. Oh, but it was cool. He uses Ultra Slash, like, chainsaw weapon. Um, oh, yeah. In which it went around Gubula's drill nose, and he, like, caught it, and he, like, flung it back. He's like, fuck you. But, yeah, he blew him up with the space steam ray, and then, uh, so then afterwards, like, you know, the Jenny's reunited with her father, and, like, you know, like, you can tell, like, her voice was so fucking dubbed. It doesn't even sound like, like, a little girl going, ba 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 and you hear him, like, are you okay? I, she, I think she was saying poppy. Oh, okay, poppy, poppy. 
Mama. 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 Mom. Um, Mom. And so then Mom. Arashi's like trying to figure out where the fuck Hayata is, and he like looks up over at the cockpit, and Hayata's there's, there's Hayata there. He just gives him a signal like, "We're good." Okay, we're good. And he turns like, oh, "Okay." What the fuck? Like n- Nani the fuck? I was just up there. How are you? Up- like it reminds me. It reminds me of this video I found. <laughs> It's like a funny. I'm just gonna play because it it's like, it like the, the reaction is what Arashi had. Because so just... we have to be careful. Someone here is possessed by an owl. Who? That's the thing. We don't. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Oh, you 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 have the dank meme version. Hello. <laughs> yeah, the dank meme version's the best. <laughs> um. So that's what it felt like, and. So... Yeah, like we in the mean car, we're just questioning for like five minutes. We're like, we're like, how the fuck did I take it back in the sub after being Ultraman? He, can, he teleported in. But that shortens his lifespan. No, 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 like when he reverts back, his particles go through the ship. Bullshit! Wouldn't be the first time. Fuck's sake. Uh, so yeah, this is an interesting episode because like there was a lot on the line, and I like that like it took it was like one of those like trapped situations. And, like, you know, so you have, like, one member part of the team, like, trapped, and then the other part of the team is trying to figure out a way to get them out. Every, everyone was doing something. Everyone was doing something, so that was good. Uh, but, yeah, Gubula, I've never really liked him that much. Gubula, I like, but I feel like for his first ever appearance... He was just shoved in there. Yeah, he kind of didn't really have a purpose, per se. Like, if you roll him out and be like, oh, we gotta save the people in the underwater base, then... Like, that's a story on its own. Mm-hmm. Just didn't really need a giant monster, but it's Ultraman. You need giant monsters or no money. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go to Tiga. Episode 24, Monster Search Squad into action. So There was a kid, a little girl, dressed up. As a Native American. Like a Native American. Well, it was the 90s. And now now it's kind of like you can't do that kind there, of stuff. There was a boy dressed up as a pirate. Like, and then one dressed up as like an adventurer, like a cowboy. And the other one was dressed up as a greaser. Yeah, he was like a punk rocker or something. Like These four kids hang out in this small little town where... Trees have been dying because it's Ultraman. When aren't trees dying because of a monster? Yeah, so there's some kind of, like, kaiju that's going around and spitting acid, and it's, like, burning all these trees. And so we got the introduced to the strong acid monster, Ludomalus. Ritomalus. Oh. L's and R's. Yeah. Um, so Ritomalus. He's a weird-looking thing. He reminded me a bit of Twin Tail a bit from Return of Ultraman. Because yeah. like, Twin Tail was like a centipede type of looking monster where his like uh, his tail was up when his head was at like the bottom. Yeah, like where where this monster's dick should be is just a head. <laughs> just has his head down like way at the bottom of his feet. Here's your delivery, sir. Why are you talking about your penis? <laughs> um, so like Hori and Daigo are on patrol and like Daigo's just like, do you smell something? And it's like... Hori farted. Yeah, Hori, Hori farted. Now they're like in a tunnel or something. So then 
They get attacked by firecrackers because, like, one of the stupid kids thinks it's a good idea to hijack a fucking Guts vehicle. It's not. Don't ever fucking do that because you're going to get shot. I don't think they were hijacking the car. They, uh, they were just playing they, they just, Yeah, They, they made it seem like they were trying to, though. Yeah, but they were just they just wanted to prank someone. And it would have been would've... an awesome episode of just Hori and Daigo got kidnapped by a fucking group of kids. It sounds awful. Especially I, when, I think that'd be hilarious. Especially when they're like top tier like government officials. Um. So, like, it's pretty much like a boy cried monster kind of thing. Like, they all see the kaiju, but like none of the adults see it, so they don't believe them. Oh, you kids are you kids are always pulling pranks on everyone. Yeah, and it's like, oh look, your kite fucking cut the power line. It's like, no, a kite. How a kite could not do that. Um, I mean, Mythbusters? So then later, the Daigo and Hori, like, Hori starts chasing them down in the forest, and I'm like, oh, Hori's after you, like, fucking watch out, you're dead. <laughs> fucking dead, you don't want to piss off Hori. You wouldn't like me when I'm Hori. I put the brains and the bronze together, and now look at me. Best of both schwas. Best of both Tia. Best of both guts. Best of both guts? You super guts. No, that's Dinah. Uh, yeah, not a lot happened with the other characters of Guts. They kind of just sat around uh, well, there, at the base doing nothing. There was one point where I, I keep forgetting what his name is, the computer whiz. Yazumi. Yazumi. He's like, so Ide's like think, coming up with like a chemical compound to like put in like a missile to like counteract like the acid of the, the kaiju. Oh yeah. So like he just comes in and he's like ah, 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 ah. fucking leaping to work nerd. <laughs> About your computer. <laughs> like, like literally, Hori's just like, do not fucking bother me while I'm trying to do my genius work. What is this? Huh? Hey, nerd, go fuck yourself. You're a nerd, too. We were just in nerd class together. <laughs> your pocket protector, nerd. It's on your shirt. It's on your schwa. Where's your tiger spark, nerd? It's in your pocket. It's on your belt. Um, so, yeah. Sparkle on, it's not Tiga Spark. And, like, we have this cop with them the whole episode, which I swear to God, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the Ultra Friend and Gridman universe are in the same universe, so. I swear that it's the same cop. It's not the same actor, but, like. No, no I, want, that... I want to say it's the same actor. No, 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 but he had the same mannerisms, like, the, the bike cop from Gridman has, so. Well, this aired, like. Like, this aired, like, four Three years. Four years after. Yeah, four years after, so. Four years after Grindman. But he, he had that kind of persona, and like he see, and like it was cute that like he kind of like fanned Void over Guts. He's like, oh, ah, like you guys show more fucking respect. These are Guts. Like they're very busy with their investigations. It's like they're do, they're working hard to make sure you guys have a safe life. And it's like, it's like, and like it's like, yeah, we don't respect Guts, dude. Um, so yeah, so they're chasing down this kaiju, and like you know, no one believes them except for like Daigo does hear it, so he's like, oh, yeah, that's true. And yeah, the fucker just pops out of nowhere. He starts fucking burning shit with acid. So then, what does one of the kids do? He fires a fucking slingshot of firecrackers out of oh, his yeah. face. And I'm like, you dumb kid. And they, they wake him up. He's in the cavern. It's like, what's for firecrackers out? Didn't, didn't do anything. Throw a rock down. Triggered. Oh. But yeah, but then later, like, to try to help distract the kaiju, like, one of the kids, like, shoots a slingshot of firecrackers in his face. Oh, yeah, because, um,. Uh, the smoke affects the little the little girl. I think her name was Yaya or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't really catch their names, but she was, like, getting sick. Like, she had a high fever. 
So Daigo drove the van into the, the like into the tunnel. He got a he ran off, came back, told the kids not to touch any of the buttons because they were with them before. And when it's one of the kids presses the button and just shoots the fucking cannon, yeah. it blows up like a sign, and it's so fucking funny. Where like uh, uh, Shinokami. Shinokata. Shimikata? The commander? Yeah. Moonkata. Uh, Moon- Moonkata. 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 <laughs> Sorry, gotcha. It's been a few weeks. Uh, it's been. <laughs> it's uh, been. So he walks in like, what the fuck is this? We're being charged for the damaged property to a sign. Daigo, what the fuck? And he's like, I'll take care he's of like, it. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, these kids, like, fucking shot the cannon. And, like, Raina's kind of just like, they shot the cannon? <laughs> and she's, like, laughing at Daigo. Daigo's like, shut up. Like, you can tell, like, their relationship's starting to form a bit because, like, they're sitting beside each other. And, like, Raina, Raina oh, Raina's so cute. I love her. Lucky! <laughs> Gets in a bathing suit. Boy, she had that on the whole time? That entire time she did. Um, she referred to the dolphin as her boyfriend. Yep, that's a bit fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, um, yeah. So then, like Daigo, he like, uh, like the kids are about to get fucking killed in the tunnel by the the, mon- the kaiju, but then Tiga just fucking comes in. Oh yeah, this is the first episode where we don't have a transformation sequence. He just fucking Tiga, rolls in action. Ultra Tiga just shows up, beats the shit. Go go sky type, and I question why. <laughs> don't go. Don't go power type where you can just dummy dummy this thing. Yeah, it's power. Power type is your best form. Power types like your best form. Power types like your best form. Power types like your best form. That actually went power form. Oh my god. Or power type. Um. So yeah, uh, he fights them. Uh, we we do find out this monster was made from car fumes. Oh, so it's so it's a hetero situation. Yes, hetero's still better. Than and that's why this thing attacked uh, attacked cars. Basically, th- this creature absorbed enough car fumes throughout the years it just mutated into this thing. Wow, why? Why do the man-made kaiju's always suck? <laughs> Except for hetero. Mm-hmm. Hetero was amazing. Uh, because yeah. hetero was the first kaiju made by man. Like our yeah. mistakes. Yes, totally. Don't acknowledge the very first monster that was made from nuclear no, bombs. No, I mean he's the first kaiju made from like garbage and like shit that we mistakes we've made. Atomic bombs are garbage waste. No, they're not. They're weapons of mass destruction, and they just happen to get exposed to by a fucking dinosaur called Godzillasaurus. That's so what's such a weird origin for Godzilla? Just oh, it was a dinosaur roaming on a random island that happened to be a place where World War Two soldiers fought in Japan. That just makes me question more. Go watch, go watch, go watch Godzilla vs King Ghidorah, nineteen ninety movie. It's good. You just need to say Godzilla vs King Ghidorah. There was no other King Ghidorah, Godzilla vs King Ghidorah. Um, Billy Dicks. That's Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah. No, it's Godzilla vs. Space Monster. Oh, Invasion of the Astro Monster. Yeah, Invasion of the Astro Monster. It's Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. 
Anyways. It's not in the title. Hedera! Go watch Godzilla vs. Hedera. It's a great movie. It'll trip you out. Go, go they, fight him on, they, they throw shit at him on Mount Fuji and then, like, they're asking to die. Th- those rebellious kids. Those fucking just partying on Mount Fuji. Kaiju's showing up. Oh, it's just throw shit at That poor cat. It did survive. It did survive. So good boy cat. Um, so yeah, he defeats him. Like, he uses, like, a... I don't even remember what he did. This episode was, like, hard to... Uh, he just blew up. Yeah, he just blew up. Like, the car fumes inside of him kind of just... Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, because Hori, like, flew in on the gut swing, and he's like, Yeah, take this motherfucker! And he shoots his, like, compound in the missiles. Yeah. To, like, weaken him. And then Tiga's like, I know what to do. Ramble attack! So then, like, they apologize to the kids, and it's like, Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't believe you. Hey, Daga, where'd you go? Ultraman showed up. You didn't see him? No. They know he's Ultraman. Oh, ever. It's so obvious. So obvious. Like, they made, like, there's an episode where they made a joke about it. It's like, oh, man, if only Ultraman was here. <laughs> and Daga's like, huh, <laughs> I, I want to thank Ultraman for helping us. You know what? If he heard that, he would probably be happy to hear that. Daga, are you Ultraman? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Nope. Tiger, are you? Nope. No, 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 That's the confirmation. And, like, they're looking at him like, he's Tiger. Just they don't want Maybe that's just the trope for every series. Like, they know. They just don't want to acknowledge it. Not to embarrass them. Ultimate Orb was probably the best one, though. Just, wait. Ultimate fell there. Guy was there. Guy be Ultraman? No, he's Je- too small to be Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, Je- Jenna, freaking think, think, think about the science. Ultraman's such a large being, he can't compress himself down to such a small size. It would kill him. Yeah, I guess you're right. And I think Shibakawa, Shibakawa's fucking... Man. <laughs> <laughs> Orb was fantastic. Go on, Orb. idea. Um, Coming yeah, out of Blu Ray next one. Yeah, so this is an okay episode to you. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, like, uh, don't center your plot around children. I always say that in Tokyo. It was. They were cute kids, though. Like, the little, little Native American girl was pretty cute. I feel like if the kaiju had a different design, it probably would have been a bit better. Mm hmm. Like, it did not help that he had, like, his face, like, where his dick should be, <laughs> where his feet should be. Whatever. It was cool how he was using his, like, freaking vine things to, like, toss himself around. Though. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah, he, like, flipped himself over his vine. So was yeah, like, that was cool. Oh, uh, yes. Let's get into some Taiga. Come on. So, episodes 11 and 12. Oh, my goodness. One afternoon when the magic was lost from the star in episode 12, even then, even then, the universe will still go on dreaming. What is with the long titles? What the fuck? Like, even the fan subgroup that saw this was like, who did this? Who wrote this episode? The episodes themselves were good. Just, who wrote this title? One afternoon when the magic was lost... From the star. You could just have it be one afternoon when the magic was lost. You don't need from a, from the star there. 
The girl was lost from the start. We need, we need clarification on that. We need confirmation. Hashtag confirmation. Or is it just ironic that the episode ends with an Ultraman 80 kaiju and in his opening he says he comes from a star? Yep. Came to us from, from a star. star. I had an 80 vinyl, it's great. I know, I need to get one too. There you go. Um, 80 times 80. So we get introduced to the magical girl alien, Maria, and I love when Japanese characters have English names because it's easier for to remember them. So yeah, we have Maria. And she's a, she's a wizard. She's a Are you a magician? No, I am a wizard. So yeah, so she like we find spoilers. We find out that she's just an alien, and she just has power abilities. But to us, it's it, it just looks like magic. The closest thing to her powers ability that Taiga said was it's it's close to magic on Earth. But according to what she was saying, that like. So magic, people, keep in mind, the, the concept of magic comes from energy up in space. Magic connects, magic lets us see into our dreams. Or no, they are the creation of dreams. You know how when you sleep and you see your dream? Yeah, that's, that's powers from space. Yeah. Coming down to you and be like, hey, let's have a dream where you lose your wallet. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she's, she's very interesting, and, um, so, like, she rescues this girl's hat from, like, falling into water, and, like, you know, uh, Di- or Hiroyuki, like, runs, yeah, Hiroyuki runs into her, and, like, you know, Taiga's talking to him and stuff like that, and she just goes over, she goes over to him and it's like, you have a voice talking inside your head. Another personality? No! You have a presence inside of you. Something and someone inside you. And, and like, here we just like, dude. I think she can tag. I think she can hear you fucking talking. Oh fuck! Yes. Oh shit! This, this. Ow! <laughs> Don't do that, you too, babe. Oh no! I'm okay. Oh, that's gonna bite you in the ass later. Oh no! I hit my head off the wall earlier. I'm fine. Uh. Yeah, so Maria tries to wipe Hiroyuki's memory. Which he doesn't because he's protagonist. He, one, he's protagonist. And two, due to the other Ultraman in his head, it kind of like gets in the way. Yeah, because... <laughs> Titus, did you see that? Who's Titus? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm Wrong memory. Ultraman Jonas. <laughs> Is my name Tiffany? Ultraman Tiffany. I am Mr. Ultraman. This is Nesbitt. Do you see the color timer? <laughs> um, so there's this weird vines that are going around. They're attacking people. Like, you could, you could honestly put, like, the Brazzers logo and, like, there you go. Oh, yeah, that was another thing, too, where, like, in Tiga, like, he got sprayed by, like, the acid, but it just, like, it did not look like <laughs> Yeah. So we were like thinking, like, take that, put the Brazzers logo above him. That, that's our thumbnail for this episode. Just yeah. Anything that looked like an innuendo will be in the thumbnail of these three episodes. Logo. Yeah, just yeah. the Brazzers logo. Um, so like, there's a news reporter like reporting about it, and then she gets attacked, and like one of uh, Kana's friends gets attacked. Paul was watching watching the episodes with us, and he's like, "Wow, she looks so like." Deadpan, like she had no care, like no shits given. Well, she's the news reporter. She's making a serious news uh, news story. 
She's reporting. Um, so, gotta give it to Homare for being the MVP of both these episodes, because the man, man found a fire axe, and he was just carrying that shit around the whole fucking time. Even when they go into a hospital, he's holding that thing with dear life. I, I'm shocked that they let him in with that. It's like, I think nope. just, no one cared or noticed. But, like, no, I mean... He had a right to have that axe around because every time Vines came out, he'd fucking chop him. Um, so then, in episode 11, we got introduced to the kaiju the episode, which is the underground monster Pagos. Which, apparently, he's from Ultra Q. Oh. Shockingly enough, the show in black and white, that episode involved, that episode title involved a rainbow. <laughs> Awkward. I know. Um, so... We suspect that he's the one causing the vines and everything like that. Yeah, because this other monster, this tap-dancing alien, like, kidnaps Maria because he wants to use her magic powers to revive his own monster in which, pa- like, he summons Pagos, like, Pagos, and, like, Kiryuki goes to fight it, in which it- it's nice to see that he uses all three members of the Tri-Squad. Yeah, like, he uses Taiga, and Taiga's just, like, not strong enough, and so Taiga's just like, alright, let me in, I'll do this. And he actually lasts, lasts the longest, I believe. He, he tried to break the, the kaiju's neck. With his fucking calves. But then, like, the the one flaw that Ultraman Titus has is that, yes, he's he's strong, he's but slow. He, he's very slow. But there's, like, a cool thing where he's, like, punching, punching Pagos, and he's just like, Muscle! Muscle! Super muscle! <laughs> just, like, fucking punches the hell out of him. The body slam. The so, ultra waist. Ultra man. Titus! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's the thing. He's based off Ultraman. <laughs> Kanikuman? Yeah. No, if you look at his his head, like, he's got a fin. Wait, seriously? Yeah, Kanikuman's inspired by Ultraman. Damn. Yeah, like if you have, if you look up a picture between like King Kanikuman, King Kanikuman and uh You mean Kinikuman? Sure. I never noticed that. Yeah. Until now. What is my life? <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, Titus gets hit in the leg and so uh he goes Fuma. Fuma defeats the monster with this cool freaking blade. Oh now I see it. Yeah. Ultraman. <laughs> Fuma comes in with this freaking lightsaber attack that he's never done until now. Like, it's cool. It's like, imagine Zuo Eagle's, like, chain sword that he had. That's what this was. Mm-hmm. He defeats Pagos, in which he doesn't explode. He turns to stone. Yeah. And, he, like, mid-cry as well. Oh, my God. It's so sad. So, like, we find out that it wasn't him who was causing the vines. He was just... He was driven out from underground, and he was just scared, didn't know what the fuck was going on, and then just everyone jumped to conclusions that it was him, because, you know, oh, oh, kaijus are bad. Oops. And Yeah, so, you, you think, oh, he's gonna come back or whatever like that, they're gonna find a way to revive him. No, like, literally later, he's just in stone, he's breaking apart, and fucking trucks are taking him, pieces of him away, and it's so... So heartbreaking to see that. Like, my god, just keep him as like a memorial or something. But no, we're gonna break him apart, put him in trucks, and dry him off, and just use him for something. Now I'm just thinking, did they do that with Shin Godzilla as well? I don't know. 
It's the last time we saw Shin Godzilla. He was just yeah, frozen. sitting there frozen and, you know, growing little human Godzilla hybrids on his tail. Which it made you question, wait, there were things falling from his tail earlier. How many of those are actually roaming around? Japan's fucked. Tokyo is fucking gone. They should have nuked them. They should have fucking nuked the bastard. That would have made him stronger. Oh my god, imagine burning Shin Godzilla. He's already on fire. Oh, he's more on fire. Um, so then, uh, so it's, it's kind of cute. Like, this this girl, Maria, she's, like, very interesting. So, like, she's pretty much, like, Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. I was, she was, I was just thinking that. Yeah, if she was from space. Just Kiki. Uh, it's the have only Miyazaki film I've ever watched. She just didn't have Gigi. Yeah, she didn't have Phil, Phil Hartman. Which is funny because one of my, one of my cats who's all black... My sister named it Gigi after, like the cat from. Yeah, no. But, but, but it's funny because the cat's a girl. But oh. you know, Gigi. So Gigi fits a girl. Yeah. Girl cat name. Yeah. So it's cute. This is Gigi. Um. So then, like, we cut to episode twelve, and we get introduced to the vampire vampire monster, Gaimira. Uh, Guy yeah, Gaimira, in which he looks good. He's pretty pretty terrifying. Like, I thought he was a new monster. It's like no, he's from Ultra. Like no, he's from Ultraman eighty. It's like. Really? It looks good. Also, pa- Pagos also looked good. Um, he did. I, I like Paul's how Paul described him. He he looked like a like a a Gamera, just if he was underground. So it's yeah. so like imagine Angerus but with Gamera shell. That's Pagos. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just trying to like. Trigger was in this episode. He was. And, like, he, he talks to, like, the alien guy. Yeah, the tap dancing alien. <sighs> yeah, this episode's kind of a blank for me. I'm sad. Like, I remember, like, key things. So I'm just trying to remember, like, dialogue. Not, not a whole lot actually happened. No, because, like, what happened was, like, like Gaimera comes out, and then uh, Hiroyuki, like, transforms into Taiga again, but, like, They've already sustained a lot of damage from the previous battle. So, like, they're all weak. They can't do anything. And it's like, fuck. And, like, so Fuma, Fuma does, like, try as well. But, like, just, he's too weak. He can't do anything. Yeah, they, they were weakened. They didn't go to the Ultra Center yet. No. We hope to see you again. What a horrible thing to say at a hospital. <laughs> hope to see you again. Well, it's true. Isn't that disturbing to think in every Pokemon game? We hope to see you again. This is a hospital! Well, we hope to see you again if your Pokemon's injured, so you can, we can heal it. That's a horrible thing to say at a hospital. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, yeah, so Maria, like, talks about her origins or whatever like that. She's like, yeah, I want to go back to my home planet one day, see the, uh... Which her home planet's covered in water. Yeah, it has, like, a beautiful ocean. She actually, uh, she actually simulates that in the sky, and it's really, really pretty. Okay, you, you probably never watched this, but... There was a Land Before Time sequel where they got stranded on an island. How the fuck did that happen? Uh, there was a rockway to the island. And it broke? And it broke because the tsunami came in. Oof. In which they had a song about how dangerous the water is. And just all I'm thinking now is deep, 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 deep water. <laughs> oh my god. Like that was the main phrase of the song. <laughs> Oh, that was actually one of the better Land Before Time sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Trigir happened. That, that's pretty much it. Trigir was in yeah, the episode. Yeah, uh, but I just, like, I remember, like, Maria helped use her, like, magic or whatever like that to, uh... Oh, yeah, because Hiroyuki couldn't transform. Oh, yeah, Trigir killed the alien guy. Oh, yeah, he did. He killed him. And he's just like, he's like, well, he's mine now. And, like, does oh, no, something. No, no, he, he, uh, he blasts him. Cause, oh, like, yeah. Because the alien was like, oh, you're Trigir. I've heard about you. He's like, so Maria can't use her magic. Or, like, we fought the reason why she couldn't uh, brainwash or memory erase uh, Hiroyuki is because, oh, he has personalities in his head. No, Gaimera was eating the the magical power in the earth. Yeah. So no magic could happen. In which Trigir's like, oh, I can get him more powerful very fast. In which he kill he like shoots the guy. He comes back later. I don't remember what happened to him. I think he I think he did die though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like a magic battle. Uh Hiroyuki couldn't transform because there was no magic for him. But so I thought that was bullshit, but then like they both believe like to quote to quote the the tagline for the Winx Club, the magic's in you. So it's like if you believe that you can do it, then you can do it. So here he's like, alright, I believe I can transform, and then he transforms. And like so we got introduced to a new thing in these two episodes where Oh like, yeah. Yeah, so during the transformation sequence, I thought it was weird that something different about it. Was like, so he grabs the charm, and then you see him, like, scan it over, like, through his hand. And, like, actually show the motion of it, like, scan through his hand. And so, like, Gar told me why they do that now. And what, so, I have a feeling, like, this isn't, like, confirmed or anything, but I have a feeling the show's been on for roughly, like, two and a half months Mm -hmm. at this point. Kids are buying the Tiger Spark. And they can't properly transform. Yeah, they, they don't know how to do it. They just think they just have to grab the charm, put it in their hand, and then scan the yeah. Tiger Spark over it, and it works. But they, but you gotta get, because it's a sensor, yeah. you have to let like scan it through your hand first, then you grab it, and then it'll activate. So that's the super funny that they had to update the hench, the transformation sequence just so kids are like, Oh. 11 episodes in. I mean, I would have done the same thing, probably. I would have been. I would have complained that it wasn't working. You know what it probably would have been like? Hmm? It's like when people have the wizard driver and, like, they turn it on and, like, they hold their hand there for, like, a while. It's like, no, you just, bam, done. Yeah. Like, as soon as it starts, you put your hand, you move your hand away. No, or, but you have to, you have to give it the, enough time because if you just, like, because, like, in Wizard, like, he holds it and he go, it goes, flame. And then you release it, it goes, please. So yeah, if you... But people hold it and be like, flame, flame, flame. And it's like, then you move it away. Yeah. It's like, you go. It's the return of Redcaster. Redcaster it's Ultra Raven. Oh, yeah, it's Ultra Raven. Ultra Raven. Raven, 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 Raven,
and beats the shit out of them. Beats the shit out of them. But just just Ultra Man's response to anything. You got a problem? Punch it. So then the alien the alien fucks off in the ship. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. And yeah, so, that's it. He leaves Earth. Yeah. That's what I remember. So Maria then goes like, oh, it was nice to know you guys or whatever like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back to my home planet now. So her her freaking wand turns into her broomstick. But it's not like a broom. It, it's just, it, it's a tree branch. Like, it looks like a elongated tree branch. And yeah, she said flies it, was, it off. She said it was like some sort of like tree from Japan. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's most, it's usually this, but this time I had to make it Japanese white birch, and like maybe it's because you know I'm in Japan, might as well make it of something from yeah Japanese technology. Um, I will say like I like the the name of the spells she kept spouting out. Like, I can't remember any of them, but like it just sounded cool when she said them because it reminded me of uh, Yagamo from uh, Ninja. Like, I could you, see her and Yakumo getting along. Yeah, I mean, when when Yakumo said his uh, spells, they were just the words backwards. Huh. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she flies off, and I guess she goes back to home home planet. Probably yeah. died on her way home. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, she didn't have a helmet on. She went into space. But then again, this is Ultraman, where you can go out in orange jumpsuit in space and be perfectly fine. Yeah, be perfectly fine. Um, so, like, this is an okay two-parter. I, I, I haven't been enjoying the two-parters as much, just because, like, like, episode 10 of Taiga proved that, like, just by itself you can the episodic, do a lot of good shit in a single episode. Like, the episodic style I prefer more, simply, like, simply because, like, you get to think of the episode on its own. Mm-hmm. When it's a two-parter, you have to think of, like, okay, which better, like... Like, does it flow well as one story? Which part's better? Mm-hmm. But this is episode 12. We just had a two-parter, like, with episode 7 and 8. So it's like, there's a two-parter. Like, this is our second two-parter. Yeah. That's a bit weird. Then there's, and then I know episode 15 and 16 are a two-parter. Okay, that's, but it'll probably be, like, good plot. Yeah, what's up? Next episode is the clip episode, but we, we watched it already, and pretty good. It was interesting. Yeah. It, the 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 premise for the clip show is actually pretty pretty neat. Yeah. So yeah. I, I will say, like, sure, we're like, ugh, clip shows, but like, Ultra- when they do it right. Ultraman does them a bit right, especially yeah, like I remember. Or if it was, like, them just, like, reminiscing on stuff they did. We gotta clean up the house. Yeah. Hey, oh, do you remember, remember this? this? Yeah, remember we met Guy? And then G, uh, with G, that was, like... Oh, oh, Rem lost her memory, but not really, because she was fucking with them the whole time. Yeah, and then... It's, like, don't play soccer in the house. And then with Rube, it was, like, well, our sister knows who we are. Might as well tell her Might as well everything. recap everything that's happened. <laughs> but we'll get into that next episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, we're back, bitches. Yeah. We, we've done 100 episodes now, and we're not going to stop. So. We're back in Ultraman story. Ichi's going to like that title. He's going to see that. He's, he's going to be like, eh, eh. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that was Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger episode 101. We're back in Ultraman story. Yep. And uh, next time we'll be do- it, it'll be our fourth episode once again. So it'll be time to talk about more Denko Chi.
Bye-bye. Or schwa for, for now. now. Shit. <laughs> schwa for now, everyone. Schwa for now.